each member of the body of Christ, that is to say, each member of the church has been given by God certain gifts that you are to make use of. These gifts are oftentimes called a charism. And today in our readings, they are rich with different charisms of individuals. In our first reading today, we meet Abraham and Sarah, and they are welcoming these three strangers. These three strangers are images of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but Abraham and Sarah welcome them, so they're hospitable. The same is true in our gospel, that Martha welcomes Jesus into her home. And so there's this charism of hospitality. And there are some people who love to welcome people into their homes. They love preparing a meal and entertaining different people. And so that's a charism that certain people might have. There's another charism that we see in our gospel today, that of Mary, who is sitting at the feet of Jesus, and she is listening. So listening could be a charism as well. There are some people that others just want to share and talk with that person because they know that they have an open ear and that they are ready to listen. So listening can be a charism. In our second reading today, St. Paul tells us that he is making up for what is lacking in the suffering of Christ. And so he's suffering. One could say that suffering could be a charism, that there are people who suffer uh, a great deal. Maybe medical pain from an illness They might suffer at the sake of governments or something along those lines. But suffering can be a charism that, as we hear those words of St. Paul, we've come to understand it as redemptive suffering, that we unite our suffering to that of the cross of Jesus, and so it gives purpose to the suffering we experience. No longer does it have to be useless, but it can be useful for the sake of the kingdom of God. Then there are other charisms that might be of intercessory prayer, that a person might have a calling, in a sense, to pray for a specific intention or group of people And I would say that a charism that I came to discern is one that we see in our first reading today, one of these intercessory prayers. You see, in our first reading, Abraham and Sarah are a married couple, and those three visitors, one of them says to them, I will come back in one year's time and Sarah will have a child. And it would seem absurd to them that this could be, 
because Sarah has been barren. She has been unable to have children for the many years of their marriage. And in fact, Abraham had a son, Ishmael, with his servant, Hagar. So it would seem impossible, but yet in a year's time, Sarah gives birth to their son, Isaac. What those visitors said came true. For myself, I've taken on a special charism of praying and interceding for couples who struggle to conceive. And I think it started a number of years ago when some very good friends of mine found themselves in that situation, married for several years, unable to have children, and I happened to have been in the Holy Land at the time, and there was the Milk Grotto there, which was this special place of praying for couples with that struggle of infertility. And one of the friars there will show you an album after album of individuals who have sent pictures of their babies that they've had after praying at the Milk Grotto. And then I learned of the oldest Marian shrine in the United States in St. Augustine called Our Lady of La Leche, another place where individuals go to pray for that grace of fertility that they might have a child. And so I've gone there almost every year to pray for people I know and also to pray for those who individuals send me from social media. And throughout the years, I've received emails back and I've seen babies. I've baptized some of these La Leche babies, couples struggling to have a child and then they were blessed with one. And so it's been a special charism that I believe that God placed on my own heart for me to be able to pray for couples in that situation. Today we see lots of different charisms in our readings. Maybe you might notice now that while I have the charism of hospitality or listening, or maybe your suffering makes sense, or there's some petition, something that you're very passionate about that you want to pray for, or there are any other numbers of gifts. And maybe today we simply ask, well, what might my charism be? Maybe one of the ways we can come to identify it is we ask the people that know us the best. We ask them, well, what is my charism? What do you think it is? Or maybe today in our own prayer, we ask the Lord Jesus, what gift have you given me that you want me to use for the sake of your kingdom and for your honor and glory?